the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So today, um, sort of go backwards from where we were last week. Last week we we're almost to the end of, of uh, the time right before the crucifixion as Jesus talking about his, his second coming and, and as well uh, Paul reminded the Thessalonians to be active in their waiting. Today, we, we have a different sort of active uh, responsibility of, of repentance, um, an amendment of life and drawing near to the living God as we, we sort of go to the beginning of Jesus' ministry, or even before Jesus' ministry, with the ministry of John the Baptist, who's in the wilderness crying out um, and calling, calling the people of Israel um, to repentance and to a baptism of forgiveness of sins. Uh, and it's, 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 a, it's a powerful passage that really we could, we could talk about for, for a good long while, the various, the various components. Um, not the first of, of what uh, John says, quoting Isaiah, where make straight, uh, in, the, in the voice, in the wilderness prepare a way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up. Every mountain and hill made low, the uneven ground shall become level and the rough places plain. And we have an image of, of um, coming directly to, to a place of, of holiness, a place of God, a place of deliverance. And as, as John's talking about um, coming into this new kingdom that's being prepared, uh, he quotes Isaiah, which is this passage that's about um, the exiles in Babylon sort of coming back into Israel, but he's also really looking at this for, for um, a long time, for the one who's going to come and lead, um, who is Jesus. Uh, but we have, we have this image of, of, for lack of a better word, simplicity, right? You don't have to go the long way around. If one thing that Jesus ever really criticized the Pharisees for, it wasn't so much that, oh, you're, you know, your life is not holy, or you, you, know, you spend too much time memorizing scriptures, or it was always, you keep heaping burdens on people. You keep having people go this way, that way, this way, that way, rather than make God be the easy thing to get to. And so now the pathway in Jesus is clear. Mountains are being raised. Hills are being filled in. You know, we, we went and did, you know, race, a gravel race yesterday over in Kirhi. I've been very happy if mountains would have been laid low <laughs> and hills would have been filled in. It would have made that, it would have made it so much simpler and it wasn't raining. All those things would have been, would have been much easier. Uh, to, to go, it may not have been as exciting, but but it's but this is what John's talking about. This event that Isaiah was talking about is at hand. The one who um, God is talking about in, in Exodus, who's going to lead into the promised land, not just the promised land um, of Canaan, but but the new kingdom of God is on its way. The person that, that Malachi talks about is is here. These these images. And John's announcement to all who are coming and crying out, repent, prepare, 
for this this coming event. And I think I think um, oftentimes what gets what gets missed in in this um, this passage, even by me, is where this is taking place, which is in the wilderness. We forget about Jerusalem being this center of of activity and center of of really just the presence of who God is. It's a it's a destination. You know, three times a year, all those all those Israelites who've been scattered throughout the Roman diaspora come back to Jerusalem to worship, to see God, and it's and it's a, it's an event to come to the big city to see all of this this hoopla and activity of, of of all this taking place and the glory of Herod's temple and I mean we you read we've read just recently the passage like have you ever seen stones like this right how beautiful is this temple and Jesus is like there's coming a time where not one stone is going to be left on this but this is the same the same the same part it's this is where where the activity of God is thought to be in the city in the temple in the holy of holies and John is in the wilderness and the wilderness is the place where Israel was formed right the wilderness is the place where after they were rescued out of Egypt from slavery found themselves wandering for 40 years is in the wilderness God fed the people of Israel with manna from heaven and provided water from a rock. In the wilderness, God was present, gave them the Ten Commandments and the law and the tabernacle and the worship and all that went through. In the wilderness, God said to Israel, I will always be your God and you will be my people and I will never forsake you so long as you keep my commandments. This is in the wilderness. These are the people of Israel. And John calling people to the wilderness and being in the wilderness, baptizing people is, is, is a call of recommitting themselves to this type of covenant. That you are going to keep not only the covenant of God and reflect that, but that you are going to be a light to the nations, which is the other aspect of all that we read today, a shoot of Jesse is being raised up, not just to to go to the, the is to Israel, but to the whole world, that all the nations might seek and proclaim. And that's what Paul's quoting in the passage from Romans as well, that Jesus went to the circumcised. To, the nation of Israel, and, and, and proclaimed in order to fulfill all the covenant promises made to Abraham, and Isaac, and Jacob, and all of, all of the Old Testament figures, in order that then they might proclaim and provide a light for the Gentiles as well. And so this, this, this idea of repentance isn't just about, well, not only it isn't just about um, sort of re, re, reclaiming some sort of salvation thing, 
It's, it's a whole change, right? It's, it's a continual process. When we say things like Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again, the Christ is risen is sort of this a continual, a continual effect that, that takes place, not that Jesus is crucified and resurrected over and over and over again, but that he is risen, and all of those effects continue. And repentance is sort of that same way, that we repent and we're continually living into that repentance. It's not a momentous occasion to where you achieve salvation. It's, it's more a, an active listening. We talked last week about active waiting. Repentance is like active listening and preparation for hearing God and responding to what God is saying and breaking us out of our comfort. Right, because if we're honest, the people that 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 have the most trouble sort of repenting and changing and drawing into this new covenant life that God might invite us into, to go deeper in the grace and love and power of God to seek justice and peace in the world are people who already are living fairly comfortably. Thank you very much. I like going to church on Sunday. But on Monday, I still prefer, you know, the things I have. And John's calling for something different. But I think we, we, right now, I don't know, I don't know if it's just the time of year, but when we were, were driving around Thanksgiving and even coming home from Thanksgiving, there's people out with big repent signs. Repent! And I don't think they necessarily mean um, what, what, what we mean. Generally, they, they, they always sort of, you're like, ah, it's always a little cringy, right? Because um, they're thinking, you need to repent because you're a horrible person, and if you don't repent, you're going to hell. And you can take it that way, considering that's what many of them may mean. Or we could take it the way John the Baptist is taking it, where he says, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee the wrath? If you're, if you're taking comfort and solace in the fact that you're a child of Abraham, well, I got news for you. God can raise up children of Abraham out of these rocks. And already he's taken the axe to the stump. So maybe you better reevaluate what it means to be a leader of Israel and a, and a, and a covenant follower of Abraham. For us, that same message may be true. We may need to, to repent of, of how we are, are living day by day and, and allowing what John says next to be the thing that drives us, which is, hey, I'm just here saying repent and pointing to Jesus, right? There's somebody coming after me who's thongs and whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. I'm just baptizing with water. He's going to baptize you with fire and the Holy Spirit. And he's going to gather the righteous and the, to burn the chaff in the flames. And, and oftentimes that, and gather the wheat rather, and um, burn the chaff. Oftentimes that, that gets interpreted in the same way these people are like, repent or you're going to be burned in the fires of hell. When in reality, I think that this is just 
what, what, we, what we talk about other times. That this isn't, this, isn't a, this isn't a judgment passage of, of the, good or, the good will be over here and the bad will be over here. This is about each of us. That, that through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus, those, those, those fruits of repentance that are born in us continue to flourish. And he gathers those, those things of fruit, of peace and hope and love and justice and those things in our lives and those things that aren't so great in our lives he burns up those things of, of hatred and envy and slander those are the things that we're talking about this is this is not only a personal but a community and in this case for John a national type of repentance all those things that, that make us the covenant people of God. Jesus is going to build up in us through the Holy Spirit. Love and peace, right? The fruits of the Spirit. Love and peace and patience and justice and kindness and self-control. And those things that aren't of the Spirit of God, that don't mark us as covenant people, they're going to be burned away. And the reason they're going to be burned away and the others are going to be left is that we might be a light to the peoples of the world. That the Gentiles might be drawn as well. And so John is he's, he's here asking for a reclaiming of, of identity. You are the people of God. You have a job. You have been chosen by God to live holy, marked, glorious lives. And it's an invitation to live into that. And the invitation to the church as we come each and every Advent is the same. Right? You are holy people of God. And we're called to, to repent. Not just repent of, of sins in order to be saved, but, but repent through, through listening to what God is, is saying, to take time to withdraw to the wilderness every once in a while and take that little thing that's in your pocket that could distract you every day and maybe put it aside. You know, 24 hours a day you could be entertained by some device, whether it's a phone or a computer internet or television once upon a time it was the radio you know what I mean it's it is not like this is a brand new thing these are things that happen throughout generations they just change what the device is but we're called to leave the cities quote and go to the wilderness to listen to be to hear to repent not in a moment but as continual part of being son, daughter, child of God who invites us to live fully into that reality. Our epistle today ended with that passage of the Jew morning prayer that's, that's often one of the ending. The God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. seems like a good 
end this sermon as well. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. That spirit that Jesus has come to bring transforms, renews, and blesses, and shines brightly in you and 